Welcome back to Stash Talk. Today we have a very special guest with us. He is now known as AJ, the Mountain Prince, <laughs> freshman phenom, Russell. Welcome on here, AJ. Yeah, thank you all for having me. Appreciate it. So I'll give a little backstory about AJ and how he got all these nicknames. Um, AJ... Well, he's a freshman phenom, just because, you know, just think about that. Um, how he got Prince is because he strikes everybody out, and he can't be the king because Zach's the king. So then, the Mountain, I don't know how that came into play, but uh, I high think school it's from coach. his high school coach. So. Yep. Yep. So, uh, AJ, just tell us, tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, so uh, my, my mom, Catherine, uh, my dad, Tom, and then I have a younger sister. She's a junior right now in high school, um, and her name's Annie. Um, originally, we're from Nashville, Tennessee, right outside Nashville, Franklin area. Um, originally, we're from Virginia, though. Um, I was born born in Virginia. My dad and my grandma are both from Virginia, Um and then my mom's side is all from Alabama in that area. And then my sister uh, was born in Maryland. So kind of northern uh, roots, I guess you say. Um, we've moved all over all over the country. I've moved 11 or 12 times in my life now. Um, lived everywhere. Uh, South Carolina, Virginia, Oregon, California, Tennessee. Um, so... My mom was uh, part of the government, uh, and my dad, he uh, he raced bikes for the U.S. Olympic team for a little while, um, and then he also um, did road, road biking races, I guess you'd call it. Uh, so so my, where in uh, South Carolina? Uh, Greenville. So uh, right where Wyatt's from. We uh, It's weird because we actually have mutual friends, um, which is kind of cool from same area and everything like that. So I'm, I'm 45 minutes from there. Okay. Well, right now with I 85, it could be three hours from there, but mm-hmm. yep. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I would have gone to, uh, Greenville high. Um, I think me and Kirby talked about this. I, w- I would have been a, I would have been a red Raider, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, having mutual friends and all that kind of stuff from that area. So, so you mentioned, um, well, question, next question. Do you have a girlfriend? I do not. No. Are, Are you, you looking? looking for? Absolutely, um, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, any, quali- know any qualifications? Uh, no, not really. I mean, just kind of have to kind of looking for someone I can just kind of hang out and chill with. I mean, I'm not really too uh, high maintenance or anything like that. I don't. Uh, Got to understand baseball, of course. Um, but yeah, I don't, there's not a lot of requirements. Okay. Okay. It, you know, some have requirements. They got to be. Yeah. I mean, you are a very tall guy. So some guys yeah. go, you know, she's got to be, you know, close to six foot because you're six, 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 seven. Uh, six, six, yes, sir. So, you know, may not want the five foot girl. So, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not uh, overly picky when it comes to things like height. No. Okay. Yeah. 
So you mentioned you were from Nashville or Franklin area. Mm-hmm. Um, what high school did you go to and maybe any awards you received or maybe other sports that you may have played along the way? Yeah, so uh, I went to Franklin High School in Franklin. Um, I actually moved there from Oregon in the middle of my junior year. So I was only there for about a year and a half. Um, awards I would have received, I mean, uh, like the All-State Awards, Pitcher of the Year, that kind of stuff. Um, those were a few of the awards I can list off the top of my head. Um but I played uh, soccer and basketball as well my freshman and sophomore year um, right before COVID hit. Um, and then when COVID hit, I quit those and I just started focusing on baseball. And that's kind of when I really got serious about wanting to make the next step and uh, really focusing on how I, how I could do that. And COVID was really when everything started to open up recruiting-wise and all that kind of stuff. So – you said you moved to Franklin in your junior year. Where did you live at in Oregon? Yeah, so uh, we lived in Lake Oswego, Oregon, which is uh, about 10 minutes outside of Portland. Um, it's kind of this little uh, nice neighborhood. Uh, everyone's Nike family's there. Um, my best friend, he uh, his dad was super high up in Nike. He's like the uh, the head of like the, uh, international sales or something like that for Nike. So it's just, um, pretty much everyone I knew was Nike there, which was kind of cool, but it was like this cool little town outside of Portland. It was around a lake and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a cool place. I liked it. We actually stayed there back this fall when we went, we flew out to Portland and okay, drove a, Rented a motorcycle and drove from Portland up to the Canadian line and then all the way down uh, within about 20 miles of the Mexico border down the okay. Pacific coast. Oh, wow. So we yeah. we spent the night in, in an Airbnb in Lake Oswego. Yes, yeah. Uh, did, you, did you all by chance get to go through like Bend or the Gorge or anything like that? No, we didn't. The only thing we did really at Portland, that area, was – we did one half of a day, like the afternoon after we flew in. We did the needle and okay. a few things, and then literally just went up enough to get really close, like one exit mm-hmm. away from um, the Canadian border. And we did, I think, the locks that go across through there. Yep. So we literally okay. went into Canada, but never got off the boat, came back. So I Okay. And we took off south from there. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. It's cool. So when you think about like when you were a little boy, um, and you may not be a little boy, um, but uh, do you happen to remember maybe your first baseball um, memory? Oh. Um, I would say – the one that I remember the clearest as of right now would probably be Cooperstown, but that was pretty recent. Um, that was probably about four or five years ago. Um, there were a few in Little League around was it third grade maybe, which would have been maybe around 10 years old. I remember playing 
played for the uh, the A's, um, and we made it a state championship. And it was just a cool story. We played. We ended up playing this team. It was in South Carolina um, at the time, and we uh, played Irmo, South Carolina. And it was. It was. Uh, we ended up going down like twelve to two or something like that. It was like coach pitch little league. So I mean, you know how it is. They score all the time and everything like that. And uh, we ended up winning like eighteen to twelve. I think it was just some absurd thing. We ended up winning the state championship. So that was, that's always been something that uh, I've always remembered uh, baseball related. Always a cool story for me. So I think it was 2012 or 2013 uh, state. So that was was a cool one for me. All right. Well, everybody has a recruiting story. How did you, how did you end up at UT? Walk us through that. Yeah, so I actually uh, – I didn't really have any college offers until I moved to Tennessee. Um, I was not very good. Um, I grew – I think it was about eight or nine inches from freshman going into sophomore year. Um, so I was like five, six, maybe 120 pounds. I was throwing about 75 miles an hour. And um, I grew a bunch, um, and, and then got, COVID hit. And you got really yeah. awkward. Yeah, very awkward, very quickly too. Um, I still, I'm, I still am pretty awkward. Um, <laughs> but yeah, COVID hit, and then that's when I quit uh, basketball and soccer, and I uh, just started working out with my dad every day during COVID. I would either run or I would just do workouts with him, and um, I came out of COVID throwing like eighty six and topping eighty eight, and I started getting some started getting some looks. And by that point, I think I was like six, four, six, five. So that helped a lot too. Um, started out with mid majors, um, talked to Portland, Portland pilots. Um, they were, they were a team, um, Western Kentucky, middle Tennessee. Um, and it wasn't really till summer junior year that I started talking to bigger schools. Um, Vandy talked to Alabama for a little bit. And then, uh, uh, Tennessee, obviously. And Tennessee was really the only bigger school that really took a chance on me. Um, I had a few phone calls with, uh, with Corbin and they were just kind of like, you we can give you a walk on, but you won't ever play kind of thing. Um, and Alabama just never really got past the phone call portion of it. And, um, those are my three schools that I never really, Thought I'd be going to Tennessee. Bama and Vandy were the two schools that I've I'd always dreamed of dreamed of playing for. Um, Bama because my mom went there. My entire mom's side of the family is from there. Uh, they're all huge Alabama fans. And then um, Vandy just because at that at that point it's what uh, Vandy kind of stood for was uh, college baseball and all that kind of stuff. And I grew up watching them. Um, so. They were the two, and then once that happened, uh, Tennessee was the only only school that really offered me. So I was like, "I'm gonna go to Tennessee," and couldn't be happier. I love it; it's great. Well, that answers our next question, which we always ask: Was UT your first choice? And you've answered that. Mm-hmm. So you grew up an Alabama fan, but I think at some point, um, everybody leans toward. Vandy, 
Um, yep. Just because they they're, they're the team that everybody has to beat to get there. I mean, yep. to be considered <laughs> a uh, a super school, you've got to you got to beat Vandy, and mm-hmm. uh, so um, we move from that to walk us through what is it like uh, playing for Coach V, Coach A. I don't know that you have that many dealings with Coach E. Lander, um, mm-hmm. but talk through the coaching staff. Yeah, I, I actually I enjoy uh, enjoy them a lot. I think there's some instances where I have no idea what's going on um, and no idea what uh, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're trying to say. Um, so do you ask when you don't or you just let it go? No, I kind of look to some of the older guys like Kirby and uh, – Dylan, I'm kind of like, what are they trying to say, or something like that. Um, but like, well, I feel like if Kirby it makes you feel any better, if you make it, if he makes you feel any better, V just sent out a text that said, "Arrive by one at the latest, or check with me directly on academics." So I texted him because I have to take an exam tomorrow. Yeah, and I had to get my exam moved up, and I texted him and told him that, and I said, "I'll get down to the field as fast as possible when I'm done." He said, "You're off the team." but i love coach a um he's sarcastic um when i gave up the home run to boston college uh the very first thing he said to me the next day was that was the farthest ball i've ever seen hit in my life and um i mean i think that was the farthest ball anybody had seen hit but uh it was just little things like that they're just, they're just funny and uh I love them. They're they're good. Well, he Kirby has never told me this. I don't think we have ever had this conversation. But fall a year ago, so not twenty twenty two, twenty twenty one, I went to see our middle son, and Coach Anderson was there watching a kid that ended up going to Mississippi State, I think, and as he's. Must must not be helping them at all, but um, <laughs> so he was there watching him like they got drafted. Oh, that's right, he did get me. So um, he was there watching him, and like I just kind of waved at him. My son coaches softball and okay. at a JUCO, and I just kind of waved at Coach Anderson when I came in because um, my middle son had told me he was there. And he was kind of waving me down like, hey, wait. And he comes up and he said, so have you talked to Kirby? And I said, well, I typically talk to him every day. And he's like, did he tell you what happened yesterday? And I'm like, please tell me he didn't do something stupid. (laughs) He's like, oh, no, you know your kid. And I went, yeah, I know my kid. I said, he's pretty good 99% of the time. And so uh, Kirby must have pitched really good. I think, according to Mm -hmm. A through 93, 94. And, like, because A had told him, okay, everybody here knows you can pitch. Just go out there and throw really hard. I'm sure he used some other words. But just go out there and throw really hard. And he said Kirby hit, like, 94, 93, 92, 93, maybe 94 twice, I think. And he said he'd come off the field. You know, and he's like pumping his chest and he let him, he said, I let him go stand over there for about 
10 minutes and he said, I walked over to him and said, well, you did what you're supposed to do. Now get that out of your system. Cause when you get 91, <laughs> everything gets flat and straight. And you know what happens with 91, 92, 93, 94 in the SEC that's flat and straight. And Kirby's like, yeah, it gets hit into those trees out there. And Anderson no, said, no, <laughs> he gets hit over those trees out there. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah, Kyle learned. I learned that the hard way. Um, but And it's a wake-up call. I mean, it is. It is, 100%. Because there are, in, in Power 5 baseball, there are some grown men. And yep. uh, that can hit, you know, that can hit a baseball even when it's not in the strike zone a long way. Yeah. So we always followed that question with this one. Were you ready for Q when you got there? Absolutely not. Um, I passed out the first day, actually. Um, and we weren't even into the halfway through the running yet. Uh, so. It's kind of a joke on the uh, with Zach and uh, Burns because we finished at 300 and it was hot and everything. I hadn't hydrated or anything like that. I just kind of was walking into, kind of blindly walking into practice that very first day, and um, and I finished the first 300 and I finished fast. Like I I hadn't ran in like a year and a half before I showed up, and uh, I just remember my. Uh, vision going blurry, and then the next thing I know, uh, Burns is pulling me up by both of my shoulders, trying to get me to stand up, and I just remember saying, I can't see, I can't see over and over again, and I ended up adding on to like six or seven O's to that summer because of that day, um, and then we went in, did we did the planks for about an hour and a half, two hours, and I had bloody elbows, and it was just, the first day was brutal. Uh, so and my ego. <laughs> so you're the only one that has specifically talked about the planks, but yes, the planks. Am I, am I not supposed to? No, 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 that? no, no. no. <laughs> I, I've just been waiting because I can remember Kirby's freshman year, him going like sometime in July, and I'm like, "What's it like?" And he's like, "That is crazy," and I'm like, "What do y'all do? We just plank, like, yep." Like forever. And yeah. I mean, like it's some unrealistic number, I think, that you're supposed to be able to plank. Yeah. Well, when you first come in, it's six minutes. Yeah. Does it go and up? Then he lowers so, it. Oh, no, he kind of. Well, right. In, oh. I'll let go. You want to go? No, you got it. What is it? I think it's like three now, isn't it? Right now, we're doing. We go a minute straight up, 30, 30, 30, 15, 15. But now we don't go. So the original plank is you're down and like on your elbows for a minute, right elbow for 30 seconds, left elbow for 30 seconds. But okay, well, hang on. When you first come in, it's a minute, 30, 15, 30. Back to the middle, but you go up to your hands and you're there for a minute. And then it's 30, 15, 30. So, and then push-ups. But nobody ever gets push-ups in the first try, so. No, we uh, we failed on, like, there was one day we failed on nine push-ups, and there was another day we failed on, like, three. But that was the farthest we ever made it. Um, 
we would we would get to the right elbow and people would be falling. Uh, it was it was it was a long day. Because when one <laughs> when one fall, we all start over. Is that right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, it seriously had me questioning whether college baseball was for me. <laughs> so where are you at with Q now? Uh, I feel I feel good. Um, I don't have to do the planks anymore, actually, which is amazing. Um, I hurt my shoulder back in the fall. And Woody kind of just said no more planks. And, um, yeah, so I haven't started doing planks again. Um, kind of feel bad about it, but at the same time, it's kind of an easy way out. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a little different though, but I mean, it's like, it's get to the point now where we're down there for like, we, we're done with the plank and the push ups in three minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. And half the time, like now we've gotten to a point where we won't fail. And it's, if you do, you're getting kicked out. Yeah. Just because now we're all and everybody's lifting at the exact same time now. And I mean, there's already enough people in the weight room already. So just making us have to start over is just going to make us even more mad because all of us just want to leave. So, um, AJ, so you're you're a really big scholar. Um, so what is your major and what do you want to do with your degree or maybe where you see yourself in the next five to ten years? Yes, I'm uh my degree is finance as of right now. Um and honestly I've not really thought much outside of baseball. Um I know that uh with talking to my dad that there's a lot that I can go into with a finance degree. Um, and I'm kind of just playing it by year right now, getting a degree and seeing what, what all happens with baseball. And if baseball doesn't work out, then I'll go and get a master's or something like that and kind of figure out, uh, from then on what, what I want to do or, um, what I'm going to do. But I've also thought about switching it to sport management. Um, my mom's not too happy about that. She does not want me to do that, but, um. Yeah, there's there's a few things going on right now. Just trying to play it by ear and see what kind of happens. So when you so we're what week number are we into? We I'll just say we're going into our third week in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you what do you see the expectations for this this team is, and maybe maybe for yourself? Yeah, I think uh, I mean obviously we have high expectations around the program um, from outside of the program and inside the program. Um, I think that we're capable of a lot more than what we've done so far. Um, I, I think that we're just now kind of hitting our stride and playing, starting to play a little bit better than we were. Um, and I think that we'll continue to start playing better. Um, but I'm excited to see what happens this week, this weekend, actually. Uh, I'll see and see how we handle that. And, um, yeah, I think I think we can go. I think we can make a run, hundred percent. I think we have all the all the tools to make a run. Just we gotta, I guess, what coach we like to say, execute and kind of just go have fun and play baseball and not kind of worry about the other stuff outside of it. So I'm gonna guess nobody on this team, other than I'm trying to think through maybe maybe Cam or Christian. 
but I don't think I think Christian didn't was redshirted his freshman year if I remember right. Was there? He was there. The only people who have been to LSU is Zane, Cam, C Scott. Cam yeah, Cam said he hadn't been today, I think, but maybe he has, I don't know. Maybe I heard that wrong, but so yeah. what are you doing? What have y'all talked about? Because you opened the door. So this is gonna be like my final question, but um so how are you preparing for the next four weeks? Because every week in the SEC is is not easy, and I don't care who you're playing. No, but not at all. Uh, like I'm driving through the night both ways because this is one of my bucket list things, and I've been blessed. Kirby, but Kirby has taken me on a journey baseball wise. Um, to fulfill several of my bucket list, and this would definitely be one of them because it's talked about as one of the rowdiest crowds. Mm-hmm. Now, we heard that about Ole Miss. We heard that about Mississippi State, and I never, I didn't really think either one of them were just beyond crazy. Yeah, um, I've I've heard some nasty things about LSU, but <laughs> but I know what they're well, like at Hoover. I think, and so I can yep. glimpse it. Mm-hmm. Well, my thing with LSU um, and comparing them to Mississippi State and Ole Miss, um, well, I don't really know. I think I think LSU it's going to be more packed because it's more of a how we played against them two years ago, mm-hmm. and we won't beat them five times in the same year. And then next the next year we beat them in Hoover. Um, so basically, we're six and zero against them going into this weekend. Um, but I mean, it's just going to be a fight um, yeah. all the way, all nine innings. Um, but I mean, it's just—I mean, there's nothing we can really do to prepare for it. No. Um, you know, it's just going to go out. It, I think what kind of hurts us um, is the fact that we played a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, and they played a Friday, Saturday, Saturday. Um, so they're. The only problem is with our guys is everybody's being pushed up one day, um, our starters wise. But I mean that's not that's not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to change the uh, the time of recovery that they have. But I think all three of our guys do a great job of recovery. Mm-hmm. But if you can't um, get up, for, if you can't get but, up for this one, now you know yeah. the, the weird part is, <laughs> I would say you no, know, you know guys like AJ is in for a little bit of a rude awakening because Missouri. Is like is very Missouri, mild Missouri compared did not, to what it, he's going to experience, and I think that was for me yeah. because you know Ole Miss was not over the top, but you know they did throw rocks at you in the bullpen, and Mississippi mm-hmm. State is just the cowbells, L- literally right on top of you. But mm-hmm. LSU will be loud and proud, and um, yeah, but. The other side of it, as I've told people for the last couple of weeks, the next four weeks are tough, but this is why every guy wanted to play in the SEC is to be able to play either for one of the next four teams, us or the next four teams, or to play against them. Because Mm -hmm. if, if you're in the SEC as a player, 
and you don't want to play with and against the best, you're in the wrong league, guys. 100%. So I, I think that's just the mentality that's going to kick in. So perfect world, and you seem pretty realistic. Perfect world. AJ makes a lineup. Where do you – what's your role in this season? Probably Tuesdays. I, I can see my like, – like the A&M uh, game, I came in for a batter. Um, I can see myself coming in for like a short short stint like that. Um, but I honestly just – from what I've seen, there's I think there's just too many older guys right now to uh, – which is – it's fine. I knew that coming into it. Um, but um, kind of what I've thought of my role to be is throw on Tuesdays, and if they need me on the weekends, then I'll throw. And I would love to throw. Um, and it's, but, you know, like everybody was like, why did he do what he did mm-hmm. this weekend? Well, especially Sunday, I think. And mine yep. was as many guys as you can. You just want to get out there and give them game time experience in the SEC, facing SEC batters. And it's easy to say, well, they're no better than anybody else. That's a lie. Um, that's yeah. just like, <laughs> I mean, I tell people all the time, we've got, and both of you are probably strongly included in this, we've got guys that are going to get limited innings this year. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get experience innings. Kirby's going to get, you know, he's that situational guy. And, mm-hmm. but the reality of it is we've probably got 10 guys other than the four that are starting that could start on other SEC teams, definitely mm-hmm. start on the, on the top level mid majors or, any other power five teams around the nation. And, but, you know, that's why you do what you do. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. It, uh, it's tough. Uh, and it's hard. I, I mean, I, I hate watching, but same time, I understand it's part of being a freshman. And, uh, there's older guys that have already been through, been through the whole freshman role and, um, have been in, been in this program for a while and um so but you also don't yeah. want to get it thrown in over your head and yeah exactly <laughs> and then and then yeah. leave you out there just to because i looked at hanging out to the, yeah. the other day and i was like they're just gonna leave this kid out here to get his brains beat in you know yeah and yeah the missouri state kid one of their kids has one of their starters has a 27 ERA right now. And I'm like, he can't ever come back from that. I mean, and unless, unless pro scouts and he's not that, I mean, really not that bad. I don't think, but I mean, even, you know, unless I just wipe this year mm-hmm. off for him as a, you know, as a pro scout, he's dead in the water. I mean, like when you pull yeah. up his career stats, he can't ever get it down. <laughs> True. Yeah. I saw a guy on Auburn the other day that had a uh, 99 ERA. Um, I felt bad for him. We had one last year. He's a, he's a, fr- he's a freshman. Though, we had so. one last year that carried a 99 for most of the season. 
And then he gave up six runs and never got an out, I think it was. Because 99 is as high as you can go. Yeah. 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 He got seven runs the other day and no out, no, uh, no outs. <laughs> so, but yeah. So, AJ, um, you've only been here for what was the math we did the seven, other day? Seven months? Seven, yeah, I think it's seven months. Um, what would you say is your greatest non-baseball moment at Tennessee? Who? Um, this might sound lame, but not much. Not much happens in my life outside of uh, outside of baseball. Um, I I was pretty proud of myself for uh, my GPA last year or last semester. Um. I got like a three nine, I think it was, or three eight, um, way higher than I was expecting to get in the fall, um, just with the amount of classes and everything I was taking. Um, so, I, so I'm gonna tag but, off of that one. Um, so, like back during the fall, there was this like little ball game one Saturday in October. Like, who did you pull for? Um. It was October like fourteenth or fifteenth or something like that. Seventeenth. Alabama. Is Alabama Tennessee? Oh, oh, Tennessee, hundred percent. Um, and my parents actually came to the game, and they were rooting for Alabama, which is funny. Um, so that was fun. It uh. Yeah, I didn't really go over well with the rest of my family because I sent a selfie on the field to the, our whole family group chat, and they were they were not happy. Um, so I had to, I kind of had to make amends with them for a little bit after that. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I grew up uh, a little back. Uh, my uncle has box tickets to Alabama football games, so I grew up going to going to Bama games and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, I mean, yeah, I think y'all can imagine how big of fans they are. Well, look, um, my mom went there. I swore so. I would never wear orange yeah. except for deer hunting. So, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a UGA fan, yeah. and it's everybody rags on me, and I'm like, you know, but it's part of. Yeah, it, uh, I'm buying them all Tennessee baseball uh, shirts too. That'll be their uh, next year's Christmas gift. Uh, <laughs> I've already figured that one out. I just got to somehow get my parents involved with it as well so I can help out a little bit, um, send those out. Um, yeah, because nobody wears orange in my family. It's kind of like a uh, no-go. Um, so, yeah. It's kind of a sin if you do. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so... Say I'm just a normal fan. Um, I don't know anything about you. I don't know anything about AJ Russell. What is one thing that I would need to know about you? Um. Oh man, not sure. <laughs> uh. You're the freshman phenom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> play hard. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I'm not really sure. Uh, 
He had 18 strikeouts in 15.2 innings or whatever. 15 strikeouts in 8.2 innings. Um, Sorry, you you yeah. would know that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would know that. You know, um, I've only thrown nine innings. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not really, I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, uh, I'm kind of stumped right now. I don't know why. Sure, you should have sent me this one so I could prepare a little bit. <laughs> so, so we'll, uh, if you think of something, we'll come back to it. So, what are you doing in your free time? Uh, I kind of just hang out. Um, me and my roommates, uh, we'll watch movies out in the living room, um, play a lot of video games, um, eat a lot of food. Just kind of, uh, once, once school and baseball is over, kind of, uh, that free time, I like, I just kind of like to relax, hang out, not do a lot, a whole lot. Um, sometimes I'll go over to T-Rex play basketball, kind of just get my mind off of, uh, baseball and everything, kind of just reset mentally. Um, please, please don't go over read. to get hurt. Uh, there was a close call in the fall. Um, <laughs> I think Kirby knows what I'm talking about, but, uh, so yeah, Kirby, uh, Kirby's not allowed no, to touch I just, football now. I don't. Yeah, I heard. I heard about that story. Um, it, I don't really play any games or anything. I just like to go over, go over there and shoot around. Um, not really. I don't like to play very seriously. Just, just kind of do it something other than other than baseball. Kind of it helps mentally for me a lot. So um, play golf. Um, I played a lot during COVID, and then I worked at a golf course in uh, Nashville, um, and then played a few times with Kirby and some of the guys. So, so um, are you better than? Yeah, them? just kind of. No, not even close. Um, yeah, no, I'm terrible, um, but I enjoy playing. It's, it's, uh, I enjoy just being outside and hanging out. So, yeah. who would you say is the best golfer on the team? Come on, man. Uh, probably. Oh man, you've had you've had your days. I will say that where I would say you are, and there's certain days I've played with Beam where he was the best that I've seen that I've played with so far. Um, apparently, Doe's pretty good too. Um, who, who was so that that told us they were a really good golfer? Kirby Chambers yeah. or Cal? Cal did. Cal. Um, yeah, I would say either you're I'm have to get Cal out there. You were Beam, I would say. Um, Kirby is uh, so far who who I've played with who's been the best. So, um, this may you may not have an answer to this one, um, but who would you say maybe is the toughest competitor you've played with or against? Um. Uh, I had a friend and, uh, I wouldn't really call him a friend. I just kind of respect him a lot just because of the stuff he went through. Um, I'm old high school mentally and physically just got beat up constantly. Um, I would say just to see him, um, is, uh, just see him playing on a daily basis is, is, uh, 
have a lot of respect for him for doing uh for being able to do that and keep coming out and keep uh putting forth effort and all that kind of stuff and not quitting on the sport and everything when everything kind of cr- uh came crumbling down around him but um also toughest competitor um that's kind of where my mind went when uh you said sure. that um sh- my good, my good friend in uh, Kirby's is this weekend. Yeah. Really? Yep. Anywhere's number three. Oh, uh, old Dylan Cruz. <laughs> yep. Yep. That dude's good. All right. So I say this every week: baseball players are weird creatures. Um. And. I don't know. It, like it gets weirder every week. Like I w- watch it. So <laughs> do you have superstitions, rituals, whatever you want to call them that you either have to do before games, during games, when you're on the mound? Talk through it. Yeah. So um, in high school, I think it was a little bit different just because I uh, had to drive and everything. Um but in high school, I'd go. I'd get home from uh, get home from school. I'd take a twenty-five minute nap. Could not be longer. Could not be shorter. I eat a steak. <laughs> I would eat. I, yeah, I would eat a steak, and then I would drive to the field. And on the way to the field, I would listen to the same five songs, and then I would stop at the same gas station. And I'd buy a bang, and I would continue to the field and it was only about a 10 minute drive but with the stop i was able to get all the songs in and everything um but here i kind of just uh i just play by ear i never know when i'm throwing or anything like that um still take the nap before i try to at least um but um no i haven't really found anything yet just because i always drink an energy drink before so when, the you're, game when, start now. when you're on the mound um, but then, you like Kirby's got his, Xander Xander's got yep. like all kinds of them. Yeah, do you have anything that you? Oh yeah, have to do when you're on the mound. Yeah, I started uh, just wiping the dirt right before I get on. I just I don't I don't even do anything. I just wipe the dirt, rub it on my pants, uh, kind of stare stare at the mound for a quick second, and I just kind of get on it. Um, there's no real. Uh, symbolism behind it or anything like that it just i did it the first time and i did well and kept doing it so because you really don't <laughs> um, have a case strut like i was i was looking for that, that no. like you got to work on yeah, that a little uh, bit that's like the pitchers the pitchers yeah. form of pimping the bat which i understand there is yeah. it's going before the ncaa to do away with the case strut yeah, so um, I used so at high school we would throw it to first and then the second and the short third, which is kind of weird. But I would always just follow the ball, so I would uh, I'd walk off first base, have the ball, I'd be looking at him, and then walk all the way around and then get it. And, um, and you still do that, even though but, I throw it the opposite way. Yeah, exactly. I still do it a little bit, um, but I, I don't really do anything. I don't feel like I. Do, I don't want to do anything too flashy or anything like that because if something does come come back to uh, 
something does bad happen or something like that, then it's like, I look, I look like an idiot and I, you know, I don't want to look like an idiot more than I already am. If I'm giving up a 480 foot home run or something like that, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I like the pimps and things every once in a while, but, uh, nothing too crazy. So AJ, what is your walk-up song? Homegrown by Zach Brown right now. Can you sing it for us? No, I don't think I could. <laughs> well, please, just maybe like the chorus or, or just the chorus. I have to look it up. <laughs> um, Here, I'll even play it for you if it makes you if it makes it better for you. <laughs> all right. Oh, sorry. Here you go. Easy. Why would I agree? Cause I know I got some good friends that live down the street. Got a good looking woman with her arms around me. All right. <laughs> you're, you're the first. That, that was good. Actually, Kirby's been able to talk into singing, singing the walk up song. Really? So. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie, I hate singing, but I, I thought I kind of had to do it. <laughs> I'm about to cut a little bit of that, but we're good to go. No, yeah, good. that's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I with the walk-up song, I don't really uh, – I don't like the whole rap, that whole that whole uh, scene with it. And I'm not a huge rap, rap music guy in general. And my heart rate's already going fast enough. So I kind of need a song that kind of just brings me back down a little bit. And uh, so I know Fitz has like the uh, the football song where it gets everyone super hype and everything. And uh, Xander has his with the trumpets. But for me, it's kind of like I'm more focused on coming back down to earth a little bit and not because I'm already, I'm already psyched up. Like there's I don't need to get more psyched up for for throwing or anything like that. So that's kind of the whole. I wish we had Xander on here when we when this question was in there, <laughs> because I know he would have sang it. Oh yeah, he he one hundred percent would have. <laughs> um, do you do you have a favorite baseball movie that maybe you've watched in the past? Field of Dreams, um, or The Sandlot, either one to me are my two favorite um major league as well um wild thing you just want you just want to name them all <laughs> sure why not uh there's <laughs> there's uh angels in the outfield um uh let's see what else rookie of the year major league two um <laughs> money ball <laughs> but yeah i mean uh I, li- I like all those movies. I've seen them all way too many times. So, um, yeah. So when you think about when you were coming up, when you were becoming a baseball player, who do you think was maybe your biggest supporter or influence in helping you along the way? Probably my dad. Um, even though he knows nothing about baseball, I think he was mainly there, uh, for uh just like he was kind of there through everything um and then i also had a coach uh sixth grade year in arlington virginia um his name's goldie he was older um yelled at us constantly but i think he taught me the most about baseball than uh 
than any other coach I've, I've really ever had. Um, that's, I think that's when I really started to understand the game. And, um, yeah, it was, I liked him a lot, even though he was very hard on us for no reason. <laughs> but yeah, I would say, I would say my dad and then Goldie, my uh, coach. So, yeah. So when you think about the month and a half you've been playing it um, for Tennessee, what what would you say is your favorite baseball moment this weekend against A and M? Because uh, I, I kind of came to a had a come to Jesus moment uh, last night. I think it was, or uh, yeah, last night was Sunday night, where I was just kind of like. Holy crap! I just did that kind of thing. I just pitched on like ESPN and pitched in the SEC, and I don't think it. I mean, it's it had sunk in when we went and played, or when Wake we played Wake Forest, and it, it has been slowly sinking in this entire season. But I think, um, really, when I first got into that game, I was like, "Wow, I'm really actually doing this." So I mean, I've been talking to my parents about that as well. I mean, there's a uh, they were cleaning out the garage the other day and they were telling me about letters and stuff like that. I wrote to myself in my kindergarten or something like that where I was saying I was going to play baseball for my life and everything like that. So it's um, always been a dream. So it's, uh, it's, it's cool. That it's finally coming. Uh, and and you probably do not know how this podcast came about, but it came about so that people would get to know the baseball players more than just what they see on the field, you know, that mm-hmm. you know, if you can imagine everything that was going on last year, you know, everybody was like, yep. Oh, this kid's a horrible kid or this kid's, you know, that, 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 that. And, you know, yep. so out of that, you know, we almost started it midway of last year and just like, even this week <laughs> with the schedule, mm-hmm. it was like, I told Kirby, yep. I said, we need to do it. <laughs> We either do this for people who are listening Friday. We either do this Monday night or it doesn't happen because I'm leaving here Wednesday night and y'all are leaving Wednesday morning. Like I'm driving through the night. So Thursday's Friday and then I'm leaving as soon as we're done or as soon as Kirby gets through pitching on Saturday, driving back home through the night so I can be in church on Sunday morning and not have to burn a day of vacation. Um, but you you brought yep. up something. I don't know that anybody else has said it. They've kind of hit around it, and that's the surreal part of it, that at some point, mm-hmm. and I don't care who you are. I mean, I've got to believe, even for the best of the best, that could have been drafted whenever, that it becomes surreal at some point. Maybe a little different mm-hmm. for each person. Yeah. You know, for those who, like you, you know, who had the big jump, you know, late in high school, um, you know, mm-hmm. it becomes surreal. And that that's a big deal because I've heard so many parents talk about it. And, you know, Kirby knows this. Redmond Walsh's dad and I, you know, have said it. And Redmond, when he was on here, said, right place, right time that there probably wasn't for yeah, for 100%. him and Kirby to some extent because Dave Van Horn looked me straight in the eyes and watched Kirby throw a complete game no-hitter 
uh, no one hitter shutout and said, I don't think he can pitch in the SEC. And so, mm-hmm. you know, for even for a dad, it becomes surreal at some point. And that's pretty good to, for you to say that because I think every guy goes through that moment at some point that this is real. Mm-hmm. And like Lipscomb kind of said it last yeah. year, Trey kind of said it, that it took him four years for it to become surreal. So, yeah. It, yeah, it was – that was definitely that was a highlight, and then uh, was it Alabama A and M was my uh, first outing, um, real outing, and I think I struck out five of six. I think it was or no, you went six for six. Don't try to lie, six for six maybe. Um, and that was yeah, I was I was on uh, another planet that night. That was probably the cool. That was probably the second coolest uh, moment I've had. <laughs> So, you talk about, um, you know, being able to throw on ESPN. What would you say is your worst moment at Tennessee baseball? Oh, first day of the besides fall. Your, besides, <laughs> was that not supposed to say? Well, no, what I, was, was I knew it was coming. So. Yeah. Um, uh, first, actually, the third pitch of the entire fall, I gave up about a 400-foot nuke to C. Scott. Um, and then the third batter of the game, I gave up a bomb. And then I gave up a double two batters later. And then the batter after that was Cal. And he put one over the third deck. And then um, Grizz put one off the top of the scoreboard. So I ended up giving up like eight runs or six runs or something like that in the two innings I pitched. Aren't, aren't you um, glad those stats don't Four home count. runs, a double. Yeah, oh, man, I'm so glad. Um, <laughs> that was – the rudest awakening I think I've ever had to college or uh, to baseball in general, but uh, it helped. So <laughs> it, it helps you figure yeah. out. And, you know, it's interesting because there have been falls that Kirby has said, man, our, our pitching's ahead of our batters. And then there's been other falls where mm-hmm. Kirby has said, like, it's hard to get these guys out. Like you, you can throw whatever you want. And they're still. Yeah. Hitting. And uh, I, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the plus is you guys face each other and it's elite. Um, I mean, there's no, there's, yep. mm-hmm. I, I'll say there's no weak pitching um, and there's no weak hitters. Mm-hmm. And so it gets you ready no. for what you're facing right now. It really, yeah, it does. Um, it helped a ton. Just told me I needed to get back to work. That wasn't that good. <laughs> so, have you ever had an interaction with a fan that may have been good or bad? Um, not on the field, no. Um, off the field in Missouri was kind of brutal. Um, I know now not to pack so much Tennessee gear. Um, just for when we go, out, just for when we like go out to dinner and stuff like that. Um, got in the elevator with a few uh, guys from the game that Friday night at Missouri, um, and that was a that was a long elevator ride. Um, but well, I, will, that, I will suggest uh, this weekend. Not really. You really <laughs> want to go incognito? Yeah. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, I've I've, <laughs> I've heard some stories. So. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep it low key and 
take some neutral colors um, and nothing that has a T on it really. So <laughs> besides the uh, whatever we wear on the uh, the plane or the bus and uh, well, we ain't busting. <laughs> the plane. Uh, so whatever we wear. I don't know yeah. whether it was Chris Burke or, but it was one of those guys that said they would buy gear for the other team when they went on the road in the SEC. And it, if they were walking around the motel, yep. they would literally wear the colors of the other team. Like, they, it wouldn't have like LSU only. Yeah. But like, they would wear, they would buy a burgundy, mm-hmm. a purple shirt like and purple wear it around or, yeah. so that people didn't <laughs> recognize it. But it was either Burke or what is, what's his name that played at LSU, um, McDonald. But it was one of those that said McDonald, like he would buy, you know, colors that matched the other team so that they just kind of went incognito and nobody wore them apart because they went through that as a freshman. They got wore out on the road somewhere. And I don't remember who was telling the story, but. Yeah, I don't don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'm going to figure it out. (laughs) We're going to not wear Tennessee gear this time. Most likely. <laughs> so when you're in your however many years um, you plan on staying here, what do you want your legacy to be when to be known as? So what do you want people to think of as AJ Russell when um, you come back? Yeah, I don't really know what that's going to look like uh, as of right now, but just someone that played hard, respected the game, and was just a good guy all around. Um, not, um, don't really want to be known for anything crazy flashy or um, anything like that, but just someone that played the game the right way and um, played hard and wherever that, I guess, takes me. Takes me. Um, but, yeah, I don't really want uh, – we'll see what uh, happens because, I mean, obviously there's there's moments – and people's careers where they become known for certain things like uh, Gilbert's kind of known for his walk off. Um, and then there's just certain things like that, that, uh, that I know that I know certain people from and people remember. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see what, uh, what so happens. the last couple of questions are kind of deep. Um, so we've asked you mm-hmm. who was your influence in playing baseball, but who's your hero? Uh, kind of two. Um, my cousin Eli, he's, I would say he's my hero. Um, he played football and baseball. Um, could have gone for, uh, both the TCU actually, but he ended up choosing, he's in med school right now. Um, perfect ACT, SAT, um, top of the class, but also just freak athlete, just someone I got to be really close with. Um, and then a baseball player I looked up to was Buster Posey. Um, been a lifelong Giants fan because um, we lived in San Francisco for a little while. And that was at the time they went three out of five years. Um, so I got to go to a lot of those games. It's really cool. And Matt, Matt Cain, Tim Linscombe, Barry Zito, that guy, that era. Um, but uh, Buster Posey, I would say, would be baseball related, would be who I look up okay. to most. Um. If you could change 
or solve one or two world problems, what would they be? Hunger, politics. I don't like politics <laughs> at all. Um, but also, uh, uh, yeah, maybe hunger as well. Um, I don't know. I just don't think this should be a problem for anybody, but um, it is, and it's sad. But I would say those are, those would be the two. Is uh, I would change politics and how they how they are. Um, if I could, but yeah. So, uh, we just got one more question. Um, I just want when you think about, um, the games that you've thrown in, um, Mm -hmm. what would you say are some things that you've noticed or, or actually let me rewrite this. Say you're sitting in the dugout and you're watching games and stuff like that, or games that you've been involved in. Uh, what are what are some things that you notice um, that maybe you didn't notice in high school? You know what I mean. Like, what are some things that you've learned in the seven months that you've been here that you haven't learned, that you had no idea or never even thought about looking at when you were in high school? Uh, the quality of like your days, I guess uh, you say. Um... In high school, you kind of just go through the motions, I felt like, and um, show up to practice. You go to practice. Um, but in college, I feel like you got to, like, really make the most of everything every day. Um, your workouts, uh, we, like, we only work out twice a week. So making the most out of the workouts, um, we only get so many reps of everything. Um, so getting the most out of that and – um, just executing when it becomes your time, um, making quality pitches when, when needed and uh, stuff like that. So really just the quality of it, everything kind of just ramps up to a whole nother, whole nother notch. I feel like it just becomes everybody's, – everybody's really good, so you just have to become, I guess, uh, not better, but uh, – So were you the best player on your high school team, pitcher-wise? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was we we had a we have another kid who uh, is going to WKU. Um, he's pretty good, and I think that's uh, the wake yeah. up call, especially in the SEC, especially at UT. Mm-hmm. Is I used to tell Kirby, the difference mm-hmm. is you not only have to compete against the other team, because when we were going through the recruiting process, mine was you yeah. got to look at who you're going to have to compete against to to wear the uniform to compete. And I think now for you guys – Exactly, yep. You know, because for for us as a family and we, you know, I don't we don't normally have these conversations with Kirby, but me and his brothers have these conversations of who's coming in that Kirby's going to have to compete against, you know, for his role. And he has mm-hmm. kind of that defined role. Now the last couple of years, it's been him and Redmond, and they kind of complemented each other. But you know that's been there. But I mean that's that's the real the real deal right now is for all the SEC teams. But for you guys in a personal life situation, it's 
who do I have to compete against? Who do I have to, you know, in, in your, I think that's part of the neat part of, of it this mm-hmm. year has been, there was so much turnover with the fielders. And I still don't think by coach Vitello has got it figured out what three, what three guys are going to go out there and play the outfield no. on a daily yeah. basis and hit and catch, you know, but it's the same with pitchers. I mean, it's, yep. you know, and yeah, I, I don't even know that that's completely nailed down yet. Um, I won't open that door, but mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah. I just think that there's so many options <laughs> and, you know, you've got to go do it every day mm-hmm. because, I mean, we, you know, as coaches, we jokingly have told you guys for years that, you know, because somebody else out there is, you know, when you're taking a break, they're working hard. For you guys, reality is somebody on your mm-hmm. own team exactly. is working hard yeah. if you take a break and they can easily take your spot. Mm-hmm. So any NIL deals yeah. to this point? No, uh, I have not really uh, ventured into that realm. Uh, obviously, I uh, talked to my dad about it, um, and the uh, common consensus that we came to was I actually have to play before I start asking for money. Uh, so <laughs> um, we are uh, still, try- still trying to figure out that whole thing and um, asking my advisor for some some help as and, well and it's a journey room, but as of right now so no. there are how many. can people get a hold to yeah. you or keep up with you social media handles that kind of thing yeah uh my instagram um or uh just uh they want to contact me or anything like that my phone number is probably the best um don't really check my email or anything like that um so what's your yeah, instagram? instagram or my phone number uh, AJ Russell 80, all lowercase. Um, and then you don't have to, as long as <laughs> they can go to Instagram and hit yeah. you up and all the girls can go they want, there yeah. hit you up. All right, Kerb, <laughs> what are yours again? <laughs> uh, you can email us at volleyfingers at yahoo.com. You can follow volleyfingers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can follow me personally on Instagram at KirbyConnell35. Well, AJ, uh, thank you for getting on here um, and just basically letting us get to know you a little bit more and opening up about your life. Is there maybe anything that we missed that you think maybe that um, if some girl listens to, she might actually need to know about you? No. I uh, think I put it all out on the table. (laughs) All right. Thank you all for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you for getting on here. I hope you enjoyed Stats Talk.